A subtle friend is the pervasive mint for refreshing breath, lest ye forget. So too does mint help draw in money. Sprinkle in your wallet, or drink the tea with honey. Or if your muscles are a bit fatigued, use externally and you'll be relieved. Or so it's true by my own experience. To help a hangover, men's efficacy is quite serious. Some say to assist with your sleep, put mint in your dream pillow with prophetic benefits you might reap. An abundant ally is the plant called mint with many forms to your benefit. <coughs> Greetings. Welcome back to A Thousand Serious Moves with Amanda Holstein. This is an occasionally occasional podcast that one time was funny. Sometimes it's about magic. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes the more that I learn, the more that I realize I don't know anything. What a relief. Welcome back. Welcome to new listeners. I have been recently getting some encouragement from new and return listeners saying, oh boy, I love your podcast. And when I look at the timeline, it appears as if it's been a few months. So welcome back. What's new? What's new with me? Many of you already know that I recently opened up my own brick and mortar shop here in Marfa called Mother Mary's Spiritual Goods. I sell spiritual supplies, many of which I make myself. Many of the products my godmother, Mama Eve, shout out to Mama Eve, also makes. What a benefit and blessing to be able to carry Mama Eve's products here in far west Texas. I've got lots of candles for your intentions and desires, handmade local rosaries and burning bundles for purification of your air, and more. You can also get a private tarot reading with me in person if you come by Mother Mary's at 903 West San Antonio in Marfa, Texas. You can also book online and we can do a virtual reading if you go to marfatarot.com. And at marfatarot.com, you will also find that many of my products are also available for sale on there. I also do still have an Etsy shop, and so that might be how you're listening to this podcast, because you ordered something from me from Etsy and saw that my card was in with your package. So welcome to all. I'm looking at my notes here for any other announcements. I have been regularly doing the weekly tarot reading on YouTube, so if you maybe have been missing some episodes of A Thousand Serious Moves, you can actually subscribe to my YouTube channel at A Thousand Serious Moves and check out every week I do a, lately I've been doing a card of the week so that there's just one particular card on which we can meditate and see how that card and its energy comes through in our specific lives. 
because certain tarot cards will have a specific meaning, such as the Five of Swords typically can indicate evading disaster or a loss of face. However, I've had at least three clients in the past month come to me with that card comes up and it ends up representing divorce, which is not something that the books teach you. It makes sense in the context, evading disaster, maybe it was a disastrous marriage or a loss of face because maybe it's a little humbling to go through a divorce. So it makes sense to be in alignment with that meaning, but with the weekly tarot reading, um, we get to learn more in depth about the cards themselves and how their energies flow through specifically in our lives. Um, so we get our, we can get our hands in the dirt, so to speak, and learn from experience beyond just what the books tell us. So check that out, YouTube at a thousand serious moves, private tarot readings online or in person, marfatarot.com. And if you enjoy this podcast, feel free to like, subscribe, and share with your friends, family, or foes. Okay, that's the bell to announce that the announcements are over. Um, I have notes here. There's also a video companion. Some people like to listen to the podcast and some people like the video companion. The video companion makes it a little bit trickier for editing, um, but that's quite all right. We just turn it over to God, so to speak. So here are my notes. Um, lately, I have been finding the need for silence and rest to rebalance. And yes, that is part of my excuse for why I haven't put out an episode. Mm, yes, I have found that part of my journey is entailing that I take time to recalibrate and rebalance. And I feel like I'm coming to another layer of rebalancing in my life because, oh, I have like this lipstick. Sorry if you're listening to the audio. If you're watching the video, it's fine. Okay, so it's good to add a little humor in an allegedly humorous podcast. Oh, by the way, the herb of the day is mint. In case you didn't catch that. I've been thinking about just putting out episodes like, fuck the herbs. Like, I think I'd get out more episodes if I didn't have the pressure of whatever 10 minutes it takes for me to write these silly poems. Um, whatever. And just keep doing it. What are you going to do? What am I going to analyze every little thing that I do? So I found that by taking time to withdraw a little bit from society or um, being social in general, it's helping to get me back in a more balanced state. I have found that that is becoming one of my top priorities. In the 12-step program, many of you know that I am in recovery, 
And in the 12-step program, we talk often about serenity and the importance of serenity. And there's this quote from some of the literature that says, when I spend my time wishing things were different, I know that my serenity has lost its priority. When I spend time wishing things were different, I know my serenity has lost its priority. And one of the ways in which my serenity loses its priority is when I try to please other people, when I try to fit in, and it's, it's, there's this pull because the society that we live in, at least in the United States, has this extremely externally focused um, pull towards uh, popularity with thinking about the um, the uh, influencer type culture. And I like to think that I'm above that. I like to think a lot of things. And I like to not identify with my thinking because it is a subtle foe, even when it appears to be a friend. Because if I am identifying with every thought that comes into my head, whether it's positive or negative, I'm putting my value and worth on a fleeting moment. It's a, it's, it's a little bit easier in theory to say I don't identify with the negative thoughts, but that would probably be a lie. It seems like it would be easier to walk around with an inflated ego and projecting this type of upright, confident, savvy person. Is it wrong to identify with the personality? It's a question. I'm not here to pose any answers. I went through a time that perhaps you might know someone else who's gone through a similar time of realizing a couple of things and then thinking that I then knew things. Isn't that funny? And I don't mean to be disparaging. I mean, sure, I do know, I do know a couple of things. But I don't tout to any longer say that I know a significant amount of things. Perhaps the things that I know are somewhat significant to me in that I tend to have a greater sense of acceptance in my life. And isn't that 
an interesting word, acceptance. Oftentimes I hear it spoken as the other side of expectations. There was this question hanging in the air for a while and every once in a while it'll make itself known again, which is that our expectations are all expectations wrong because if I spend my time wishing things were different and I know that my serenity has lost its priority but you know ought I expect to have my needs met what are my needs anyway what is it that I actually need it turns out it's actually far less than I would like for it to be. And by I like, of course, I mean, you know, the influence from Western civilization that touts all sorts of things that we might need. Batteries that children won't eat or, um, you know, Cheetos that burn your asshole or a new car. You know, I mean, that's that's where I'm at today. You all, um, many of you are drawn to my rawness and honesty of my real life experiences. And so I shall tell you a story. It's a true story, as far as I recall. So I had a car a few months ago. It was a... 2007 Honda CRV, and I, I quite liked that car because I had always wanted to have a CRV. And then when I got one, and it, it really served me well when I was on the road back when I used to be funny and performing in front of people with my song and dance of, you know, jokes about birth control and abortion and sugar daddies and magic and psychedelics. So I put a lot of miles on this car, chasing validation and really just enjoying my life, to be honest, learning things and so forth. So a few months ago, well, really, the past couple of years I've been needing to put in work, you know, get spend some money to get the AC fixed or get the suspension fixed, new tire. You know how it is when a car starts to get more miles on it and you start throwing every year you got to throw about a grand at it or however much or so. So I um, had a few issues with it this year and it finally bit the dust. I'll save you all the details of a water leak and a new battery and all of those things. So, but I had been without a car for two weeks because it was sitting at the mechanic and he was trying to figure out what the issue was. And I kept having dreams. Allow me, if you will, to tell you my dream. Very short. My car wouldn't start in my dream. <laughs> I was like, what does it mean? <laughs> What's the... Carl channeling Carl Young, what does it mean that my car won't start? It means that your car won't start. 
So I wasn't in acceptance about it and thinking that it could still get fixed. And obviously I did a few tarot readings on it to say, well, what's, what's the issue and how can we fix it for less than $3,000 or something? So then I have a dream and in the dream, I bring my dog back to life, but you know, I brought my dog back to life, but he was still sick and old in my dream. Oh, that's my reminder to practice something, if you heard that. So I had, in my dream, my, I, tried, I brought my dog back to life, but he was still old and sick. And then in that same dream, my car wouldn't start. So then I got it. Even if I put the money into fixing my car, it would still be an old car with lots of miles and an ongoing slew of opportunities to throw money at it. So there I was in my realization moment in my morning meditation and I shed a single tear for my Honda CRV when I got into acceptance that I had to release something, an attachment, you know, and, and I'm not one to take things for granted because once again, I'm in a 12-step program and we highly emphasize the importance of gratitude. And even if you're not, you know, one who is in a program, but it's whether you're religious, non-religious, new age, or so forth that gratitude is often talked about as a beneficial practice. So I would often practice gratitude and say, thank you for my running car. But the car still broke. I find that sometimes I can get into this positive mental attitude, mm, create with your mind, your thoughts are things and create the world with your words to the point where I then become controlling. Because I'm trying to make everything positive. I'm trying to keep out the negative experiences. <laughs> I realized that lately. I'm Amanda and I am a control freak. Uh, I might not act like it, but inside, yes. I was reading recently about religions of the book, the Abrahamic sort, and their mm, magical construction with a particular magical direction known as the east, that of the wind and of the word. Hence, people of the book tend to face east when they pray. You know, hail sun, holy sun, rising from the east, giver of life and light, blessed be the sun, of course. But yeah, there's, there's an imbalance with needing to control with um, commandments and um, rigor, you know, rigorous dogma. Hmm. And of course, it does have its place. I'm, I tend to be one who I, I, I thrive in a certain degree of a regimented structure, and I quite like it, in fact. But then I was told recently by hmm, a, um, a certain magician of sorts 
from across the world to work with the element of water. I'm not really one who's too particularly emotional. I, I'll feel my feelings when they come up, of course, because I know that sometimes the only way out is through. I was in therapy for quite a while and did a decent amount of psychedelics while I was in therapy and had quite a decent amount of breakthroughs and healing in that process because I felt my feelings. So I didn't quite know what this magician was saying to me. In fact, they call him a Jarns, if I were to say the proper name for such a magician. When he said to work with water, I said, and realizing how ignorant I am as I said it, well, I drink about a gallon of water every day. <laughs> oh my gosh, how little I know. Yet I keep seeking. Seeking for balance, for wisdom. Oh, how about wisdom implanted inside me that doesn't always have to be through fucking difficult experiences. I have quite a decent amount of difficult experiences. And one thing I've learned over the past few years is this notion called self-winnowing. Where if I'm, if I'm keeping myself in a certain degree of discipline and structure and practice and, and, and um, not giving myself to every whim that comes my way, then I can help to mitigate um, certain destructive patterns. I didn't know about this notion except through lived experience when I surely thought I could do whatever I wanted, and I could. But it got to a point where destruction was all around me, and it was because I went chasing what it is that I wanted. I was so fixed on getting the fix. Mm, I guess they call that addiction. But freedom is possible. And healing is nigh. I was reflecting the other day as I was eating a meal with my sweetheart and thought how grateful I am to be able to eat whatever I want without fear. Many of you know, and if you don't, I will tell you that I had an eating disorder for almost a decade a little bit less because in the transitory process i started to take amphetamines because that really seemed to kind of do it for me a little bit more than the restricting binging and purging but there was still this overlay of fear about what i was eating was i thin enough was i good enough D just like calculating um 
uh, evaluating, trying to um, come to some type of conclusion to um, make me feel settled, make me feel stable, make me feel confident, make me feel something mm, that wasn't like shit. <laughs> and so I, I wanted to spread hope if you'll allow me that healing is possible, recovery is possible, freedom from active addiction, freedom from the obsession of the mind, whether it's about food, your body, getting the next hit, obsession of what other people think about me, freedom is possible based on my experience on how much work how much surrender because i'm of a certain age past we'll say 29 <laughs> and i feel freer and more content because I'm regularly showing up to surrender, to do what I feel, to do what I understand at this point in my life is the thing that I'm supposed to do. There's really not any question in my mind because I, I can't imagine anything else that has any amount of significance but to do what it is that I feel called to do. So it takes some of the pressure off of trying to get other people's approval. And it's this mm, learning to walk on a balance beam There's this saying, I think it's in the Jewish community, I believe that I heard that wherever there is man, there is sin. And I just, I just think particularly, you know, I live in a small town and there's all types of people and all types of cliques and groups and gossip and that sort of thing. And, and that type of energy makes me feel very unstable and yet there's like this pull to it it's like there's like power in numbers or something or maybe it's our society that emphasizes popularity as some type of commodity and you know the thing is is like maybe it is we wouldn't do it if we didn't get something out of it But I find that it's better for me to keep to myself. I have my friends. I don't need to, everybody doesn't need to know everything about me. And I don't have to walk around town with a banner stating that I'm a witch. Because <laughs> that's not even what I call myself. 
But what I mean is, you know, exuding some type of identity and, and projecting that identity out into the world in order to get validation from external or even internal because I'm far more than just a witch. <laughs> I'm far more than a former stand-up comedian or a Ivy League graduate or high school dropout. I think maybe you'll identify with this, that in the mornings when I meditate, it seems like it's always the most negative thoughts and potential regrets that arise. Have you ever experienced these potential regrets? Remember 15 years ago? <laughs> Sometimes I wonder, where in my body is that memory stored and how could I uproot it? Maybe that's why some people... Mm, Take ayahuasca. I don't think that that's for me, not for today. I've, I believe I've done my share of psychedelics and in therapeutic scenarios and have found that it's more important for me to just do the daily maintenance. I'm taking my personal inventory. Did I lie today? Was I, was I honest? Where could I, where can I do better? And that subtle, overt practice of self-reflection, taking a personal inventory, and seeing also where I did pretty good, in fact, and where I'm growing. And what is it that I'm grateful for after all? I know that ayahuasca helps a lot of people. So I'm not really one to be all about one way or the other, especially being in recovery. You know, we tend to tout total abstinence, but there's a lot of layers and subtlety to what recovery looks like. And there have been multiple times in my recovery, including a couple of weeks ago, where I was like, I think I'm going to start growing mushrooms again. <laughs> And then my higher power, if you will, will then like show me in a book that I'm reading like that afternoon after I had that thought that where I'm at in my mm, spiritual development and practice is actually, um, it wouldn't be beneficial for me to take the back door when I've been doing my work to trudge my way up the mountain of adversity on a daily basis. So why do I need to take another shortcut to tell myself that I'm not good enough? That is what I realized. And it was such a buzzkill when I was taking amphetamines was that every time I took an Adderall, I was telling myself that I wasn't good enough. Fuck. It was like, now I can't not think that. <laughs> I think it was probably still another year before I totally threw them away or whatever it is that I did. I didn't really throw them away. What happened? What happened was I, it was when I was living in East Texas and I had my little cabin, my little acre of land and I loved it. 
And I had my Adderall and I was like, I don't need Adderall. If I live out in the woods, that's not the vibe of the woods rushing around for what? It was 2020. It was time to relax for me at least. So I took my bottle of Adderall and I opened it up and outside my front door, I poured them out and I said, I give it to God. As if dramatic gestures made it somehow official. And then I'll tell you, why not? Why would I be embarrassed to be honest with you? Maybe it will help or maybe it won't. I would go out there every day from the concrete where the Adderall lay, lie, and I would take it. I didn't give them up. I just poured them outside. I just put some distance between me and them, but I didn't, I didn't dare flush them. It was a gesture, and by the time that those were done, yes, that was the last time that I took Adderall. Do I miss it? Hmm. Rarely. Sometimes I'm, I did, I did like to drop some LSD and take an Adderall and see what comes out. I mean, that sounded like a fun couple of days to me. I don't need to go to Paris to have a good time. <laughs> Just give me about $30 <laughs> and I'll buy everything that I need. Except, of course, you know how it is, or maybe you don't, that there ends up being consequences. Nobody told me about consequences, or maybe they did and I chose to ignore it, but I mean, these I got them from a doctor, goddammit. The LSD I did not get from a doctor, however. And the mushrooms, well, I grew those myself, and the dimethyltryptamine, well... Luckily, there's guardians of those realms, and they told me that I shall not pass. <laughs> so, I wanted to go further. I wanted to know more. I heard there was a god out there and magic. <laughs> So I thought if I just took all the psychedelics like Timothy Leary or whoever the fuck or Hunter S. Thompson or whoever these people are that get, you know, oh, look how successful these drug addicts are. As if the drugs made the success. I think it has more to do with the birth chart, actually. But I thought, well... All these, everyone who is successful is on drugs. So if I want to be successful, I need to take drugs, which I know sounds ridiculous, but I actually, I actually thought that. And I actually didn't think that I was enough on my own. And sometimes when I look at my birth chart, I think, well, it's not the best birth chart. <laughs> But what are you going to do? You know, sometimes knowing myself, knowing my limitations, knowing where I can put.
push myself a little bit more. That's enough. Do I have food to eat? Yes. Do I have a safe home? Yes. Do I have my own business? Yes, that's actually quite amazing, in fact. Even if certain expectations that I have try to keep me in some negative thought spiral. But by the grace of a higher power, I don't have to stay stuck. And I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. Even when I'm sometimes afraid. I'm not afraid. I'm going to take a sip of my mint tea. You know what's great about having regrets that come up in meditation is that medita during meditation is actually the perfect opportunity to release regrets. Detachment from my thoughts. I'm looking at my notes. Well, I guess that brings us back to our friend Mint. Mint is our herb of the day. We're talking about spearmint, peppermint, any kind of mint. It's a general, a general mint. So um, from the poem, you might have gathered that mint is good for drawing in money. One way that you can work with mint to draw in money is you can make a tea and add it to your bath water. Of course, any time that you're working with herbs or roots or plants is that you want to um, activate them, charge them with your intention and tell them exactly what it is that you're um, wanting them to do. You can do certain psalms for drawing in money, Psalm 65 or uh, protection, Psalm 91 or Psalm 23 is a great all-purpose psalm. So anytime you're working with an herb, so let's say you're working with mint to make a money bath, you make a tea with the mint and then you, you can do certain prayers or intentions over it to let it know to be charged to draw in money and then you pour it into your bath water. You can also add mint to your wallet with your money to draw in money or if you're savvy with the, of the mojo making variety, of course you could add mint to your mojo bag mojo hand. Of course, mint freshens your breath. Um, it can relieve fatigued muscles. And one thing that I love working with mint was um, when I would drink, I would have mint essential oil, peppermint essential oil. Whoop. And um, I would, I love to do it like on my lymph nodes, like right if you're listening, bear with me, but it's like, you know, under your ear, kind of right at your jawline on both sides, I would do mint essential oil there. And that helped a lot when I was feeling hungover. Um, mint tea is great for digestion. They say, I haven't tried it in a dream pillow, but they say you can put it in a dream pillow for prophetic dreams or sound sleep. 
So that's an overview of how to use Mint. Um, and if you, if you would so like to share this podcast, you are more than welcome to. And subscribe, share with your friends. And I thank you all for listening. Thank you all for returning. And without further ado, here is our poem once again dedicated to Mint. A subtle friend is the pervasive mint for freshening breath, lest ye forget. So too does mint help draw in money, sprinkle in your wallet, or drink the tea with honey. Or if your muscles are a bit fatigued, use externally and you'll be relieved. Or so it's true by my own experience. To help a hangover, mint's efficacy is quite serious. Some say to assist with your sleep, put mint in your dream pillow with prophetic benefits you might reap. An abundant ally is the plant called mint, with many forms to your benefit.